So looking at the graph, we can see that SMB3 right bros and 9.4A or A plus in the public markets has come up in 2019, 2020, peaking around April 2021, and then it came down all the way to a little over $10,000 on eBay. And today it sold for 10.8 on Heritage, which is exactly to the penny one half of the all time, uh, excuse me, the all time high pre pops in April 2021. So it's not a perfect bell curve, but if you look at the data, the reason SMB3 is important, I think everybody's going to say there's too many of them out there. But to me, as a statistician, that's a good thing because that means we're getting towards a census population. If you only have three solds, it's really hard to draw a graph. But here we've got two, four, six, eight, nine. We almost have 10 solds in the same grade. And if you put all the grades together on the same chart, which would be the dream someday if we build a team and make a company to do this. Um, I'm sure there's someone working on that at, at Search and Collect, Minus Worlds, somewhere else. People are working on sold data. But let's say you have 100 data points. I mean, people can say that's too many games. But to me, that gives us data. That gives you um, kind of a track record and a snapshot of how to make decisions today looking back based on what factors you think are going to affect the market going forward. Then you can use that data in combination with other data, such as the stock market, macroeconomics, political things going on um, with our president and the president of Russia, whatnot. And today's late February 2022, where we were going through a funk on the global stage because of a possible war at the border of Russia and Ukraine. And um, it really affected the financial markets. And, you know, this bullish um, FOMO sentiment we had coming out of the pandemic has turned into a fearful um, wave of uncertainty that's moved volatility, you know, higher than it's ever been over the recent, let's say, year or two after the pandemic volatility in crypto stocks, uh, a lot of collectibles. I heard it's pretty bad in sports cards and Pokemon. Um, I can't verify those solds. I don't have the time or energy to, to do more than just a few video games at this point. I'm still in a funk, but you know, you got to start somewhere, right? So for nine, four, a, a plus, we're only talking about WADA disclaimer, disclosure. There are 10 slabs out there. You know, everything from IGS all the way to CGC, VGG, uh, RCG, CAS, CAD, VGA. There's so many slabs. Player one. I'm only talking about WADA slabs in 9.4A or A plus only. Only at the following confirmed house data. Heritage Auctions, Comic Link, Comic Connect, and eBay. So that's really it. It's a very limited data set, but I think with these nine points, we can actually do a little bit. We can start doing comparisons to stocks. And I think stocks are the closest thing to something like a game ladder, which uh, which uh, Collectors Universe bought after they bought BSA, WADA, Golden. Then they bought Game Ladder. And obviously, Game Ladder is going to have the deepest sold data because it's going to be able to incorporate all the pop reports 
at those platforms such as PSA, PCG. I don't know if they're going to do coin ladder or game ladder, but they can obviously access pop reports at PSA, PCGS, WADA, maybe autograph numbers as well. So they have an advantage. By the way, game ladder, I do believe is free, but it only goes back three months. The graph that I'm talking to you about today, which you can see at Power Collectors on all my social media, is every data point I could find. And the oldest started in 2019 on Heritage, all the way today's to today's sold on Heritage. So before we get into what my graph looks like, let's just look at what's important on a graph. If you just Google Netflix stock or eBay stock or the cornerstone of Berkshire Hathaway, the most um, I would say the masters of investing after reading the book that Decaps recommended. I just finished that off. Um, and the last chapter is dedicated to Charles Munger, who is the quote unquote toughest filter on the planet when it comes to buying into a, a buy. So Warren Buffett locks himself in a room and reads, you know, for five hours, he reads annual reports and whatever. And Munger has the most vicious, finest filter in the world and never says yes to any stock pick. So if it passes through Warren's brain and he filters down a thousand stocks down to a couple that he's looking to buy, then it moves over to Munger's desk. And if, if it gets through Munger's filter, now you're talking about a company like Costco, Apple, um, Coca-Cola, Geico, these companies that, you know, tons of cash, no debt, uh, tremendous franchises, eternal growth into, into the future massive scales of economy, all these things that give these competitive advantages, um, the ability to do that, that cranking to where like, for example, for Costco, it's like low prices lead to satisfied members, lead to satisfied employees that leads to more low prices with suppliers, which feeds into more low prices in the future for consumers. So it's like a flywheel effect. Um, I think Coca-Cola can do the same by lowering costs and going into new countries and apple computer doesn't do that on cost but as far as the brand power and the profitability it's just sick because they just keep making the iphone better and better and better and they probably lower costs as we go into the future so that's why i picked apple today to look at but let's look at all three of these stocks and see what's important so netflix this is the stock this is the canary in the coal mine this is the stock that dropped when they announced a couple weeks ago that subscriber growth into the future is going to be much less than the market predicted. And that led to the current quote unquote crash we've been experiencing in uh, definitely February and most of some of January in a lot of collectibles and equities or the stock market. So if you look at what's important on something like a Netflix, NFLX, um, yeah, it's up 163% in the past five years. But if you look at the 52 week high and low, that's really what's important. And I think in collectibles, we're going to go further than 52 weeks, which is one year of data. If you do want one year of data or more, you can get that at Heritage by registering for free on eBay. You need to subscribe to a store, which is low as what, five or six or seven bucks a month. Click on selling, click on therapy, type in anything in the box. And I recommend sorting by highest price. When you click on highest price on Terapeak, 
you're going to get anything significant. It's going to filter out. Like if you type in Super Mario, you're going to filter out all the noise and just focus on those top 20 deals. And you'll see all the four, five, and six figure games that went off. So for the 52 week high on Netflix, you're talking 700. 52 week low, ironically, is right above 350. I don't even need to pull out my calculator. That's exactly half. And that's where we're at, in my opinion. We are no longer in a bull market. We are in a bear market where most positions are trading or can be bought at half of the all-time high, which generally is going to be somewhere Q2, Q3, Q4, 2021, depending on what you're talking about. Cards, stocks, games, whatever it may be. So Netflix, it's on the dot. Market cap is the other thing that matters. And a lot of people will say, well, there's too many SMB3s out there. Well, the counter argument is it probably has the highest market cap. So, you know, it's the biggest property. It's the biggest, um, you can't say franchise. You can say title, I guess, is the best word for market cap. So I did a quick market cap on the verified solds of the nine pieces of data that I built this beta with, and it came out to just over 100 grand. So you got a six-figure market cap on SMB3 and 9.4, 9.4A. That's not A+, plus as well. That's not the total market cap of the title, but it's the market cap in what I'm considering clean variants. None of the games are moldy. Uh... I did not check if the same game came up twice. So disclaimer, this number could be wrong. You know, if something, let's say a 108, the market cap's 108 grand. If today's 94A was actually sold on Heritage prior for a different price, that means the market cap isn't really 108. It would be something like 90 or 100. So this data is really in the early stages. We're going to have to filter this, get a human being in there, look at the backs of the labels, make sure there's no qualifiers, make sure the serial number or certificate number has not been sold before. And then if we have cross grading in there, it's going to create a nightmare because we're not going to be able to tell if something has been sold twice, three times, if it's in a VGA to PSA or WADA, um, CU, PSA, WADA, it's all the same. It's the same company now. So I'm assuming there's going to be standardization. And they're going to have the same backend managing the same data. You can join PSACard.com to get ahead of the game. Right in there, you're going to get free pop report data. And um, they do bring in eBay data right on that website for free, PSACard.com. And that's probably where WADA is going to be headed in terms of uh, maybe API integration with eBay. And then obviously pop reports are internal. So we can definitely expect those soon. So market cap is not something that I'm uh, proud of right now, but I can say that Netflix and 94AA plus SMB3 right bros are eye for eye in terms of where they're at today, or let's say Q1 2022 versus the all-time high set, let's say in the bull market, the bull market for stocks, the bull market for video games, the bull market for sports cards, I'm comfortable talking about those three markets. So if you're going to go into a position today, you know, we're looking at the game that everybody wants to hate on, the game that everybody says there's too many of. We're talking about basically the bottom of the barrel when we're talking about Mint. I believe Mint in this new market Q1 2022 is somewhere in the 948 to A plus range. 
So you're talking about getting in entry-level Mint SMB3 Right Bros. You might want to start to set your bidding cap at half off the all-time high. And I think you can use that for stocks, uh, games. I am not sure about sports cards. I imagine there's many that uh, are doing worse. So let's look at something better than um, half off the all-time high. Let's look at eBay. eBay is a publicly trading company. It's up 62% over the past five years because we've had a bull run across the board. We've all participated in. Anybody could make money. Market cap $34 billion, which is very small, versus $167 for Netflix, versus something like an Apple juggernaut at $2.6 trillion, uh, which makes up 40% of Berkshire, Warren Buffett, and Munger's portfolio. But eBay is very small when you're talking about Wall Street standards. And if you look at the 52-week high versus the low, you're talking 81 versus 51, which is a $30 drop. All you do is you take that drop, you divide it by where it started at 81, and you're looking at a 37%. So eBay has not crashed as hard as Netflix or SMB3 and 94AA+. It's down, let's say, 37%. Today, it's at 55, so it's actually come back. It's hit a bottom. Well, I'm not going to say a bottom because it was down to $27 uh, March 20th, 2020. That's the pandemic. The pandemic bottom was way down. Let's just do the math on that. And when you're talking about macroeconomic shocks, you take the 27, you subtract off the first starting point of 81, you divide that by 81. So, you know, you're talking massive, massive drop. 60 divided by 81. That's like 74%. So let's just use those numbers. Let's use 75% drop as something just extreme severe, like a 9-11, a great financial crisis. The great pandemic is what we're going to call it, right? The COVID-19, the pandemic. If you're looking for rock bottom prices, you need an, a macroeconomic shock, not just an event. Not just something like this possible war in Russia, not something just like a, a housing crisis, but a derivative-based meltdown on Wall Street like we had with Lehman Brothers or a pandemic or a 9-11 where the towers came down and we went to war with terrorism. Um, something really severe is going to have to happen to see a 75, 80, let's say a 60 to 80% beyond crash. We're just talking cratering. Um and if you don't think we're in a crash, if it's over 20%, 20 to 50%, that's a crash in a short period of time. The question is, what is a short period of time? Since Netflix cratered, um, we're talking a short period of time as far as I'm concerned. When I've been doing a lot of thinking, we are crashing in sports cards, equities, stocks, video games. And I'm struggling with how to report this. And full disclosure, I'm doing this based on data now. Let's talk about the data um, and leave the emotions out of it because that's the thing I took away from Charles Munger, who I consider the greatest investor in the world because when he does sign off an investment, he bats a thousand. I mean, I don't think he's ever made a mistake. So you can say there's people that made more money. There's people that are uh, more aggressive. There's people that have had higher uh, gains over the years. But as far as batting, going to the plate and hitting home runs, um, it's hard to uh, beat the ex-lawyer Charles Munger, who comes off as abrasive, but man, does he have a filter. And his philosophy is 
don't be stupid. Don't make a stupid play. Don't do something egotistical. Don't do something on leverage. Don't, you know, go into something you don't know anything about. Stick to what you know. Stick to the areas you know. Don't do something stupid. And and that's what it comes down to is you don't want a catastrophic failure where you get into something and it does crater 80%. You don't want to get into a video game today and watch it drop another 80%. If we have a catastrophic macroeconomic event coming up the pipeline, which I always worry about because I've I've hit rock bottom three or four times. Asian financial crisis, great financial crisis, 9-11, COVID-19. I did not hit rock bottom, but emotions are what carried me um, into the high risk, um, deep dive into WADA. And that saved my ass because of that uh, gentleman's agreement WADA had with Heritage. So I chalked that up for luck and gratitude for Valerie, Dennis, all those people that uh, got together and decided to open up a new market. That's luck. Timing is just luck. So if you look at eBay, maybe it has more more room to drop. Maybe it can drop down to 40 if we're not looking at an 80% correction. But um, let's take a look at something that is going to be best in class. Let's take a look at Apple. It's up 380% in the past five years, 52-week high at 182. Uh, 116 was the low. Let's see where that was. Was that pandemic? Yeah, I think that was pandemic. So the pandemic low was 116, which is over a year ago, which is crazy. So if you take the 116 minus the 180, let's just do 182. You get 66 divided by the 182. So it's down a third. Um, And that's amazing. You know, that's going to be the best thing. That's the best investment on the planet. If you believe in Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and Charles Munger, if you believe those are the best investors on the planet, Their biggest position is AAPL. That makes up 40% of the entire portfolio, which used to be mostly Coca-Cola and Geico back in the day. It changed drastically. Um, And this is something called diversification, something that I hope we can talk about someday. Rotation. Um, You should be rotating right now. I'm rotating. I'm trying to rotate into first in franchise titles, first print titles. I don't care if it's CIB or sealed. I'm uh, I'm not too anal on that. As long as it's first in franchise, first title in franchise, um, first first game, first print, first production, anything like that. I think when you're getting a discounted price, it's going to be a safe bet because even if it drops more than what you get in at, I think if you hold long term, those first in production, first in franchise, first titles, first games. Those are going to come back strong. And that's my opinion. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm sure I have a a long history buying and selling, you know, 30,000 sealed games, uh, 100,000 slabs and various types of collectibles. But I have not made a lot of money outside of the WADA Heritage Bull Run. It's hard to make money flipping slabs on a daily basis, I'm telling you. So, you know, an Apple... I would not consider an Apple an SMB3. That would be more like an SMB1. So let's just keep this in the back of our mind because if I continue to do these podcasts, that's what we're going to be looking at in the future. We're going to be looking at a position. We're not talking about a title or a game or we're talking about a very specific print run variant in a very specific slab and grade. So a position, 
And then we're going to compare that to positions in the stock market, like holding Apple common stock, holding eBay common stock, holding Netflix through the crash. So now that we've gone through three scenarios in the stock market where we're looking at, let's say, anywhere between a third and a half of a haircut off all-time highs, how does SMB3 stack up? Well, if you got in early, if you got in at three grand and you went up to 21, that's a 7X, that beats Apple, eBay, and um, Netflix over the same time period. It does not beat those stocks if you got in early, early, early on the stocks like, you know, decade ago or two years. But if you got in 2019, which is where Heritage sold data, you can click on view past sell prices and type in anything and bring up 2019 data when the first WADA slabs went off and pat yourself on the back. If you are one of the few listeners out there that actually won a WADA slab on HA.com in 2019, you are a visionary investor and master. And I hope to God you're still sitting on those slabs because anything you bought in 2019, you're going to be up 7x, 10x to the peak. And even if you come down half, so you're back down to 5x, you're still way up compared to the stock market, maybe not crypto, maybe not sports cards, but um, definitely in the long run, you're going to be fine. You don't have to liquidate like I'm I'm going to do right now and send all my stuff to Heritage to try to give me more time, which is your most valuable asset. I hope I'm saving you time by building this graph for you. It took me several hours today and focus on saving you guys time by maybe trying to turn this media company into something more database like a Bloomberg instead of a Netflix and also focus on on these tax issues I'm dealing with real estate to give me some startup capital for this new venture. So let's drill down to my graph. I don't know what we're going to call this, but it's the first power collector graph. And you got two data points in 2019, 3,300. They're both A seals. Comic Connect and HA were very close to each other. So that tells us one insight. The first insight is, well, maybe the data doesn't vary that severely from platform to platform because I have twin data points going off on three separate occasions, actually four separate occasions where the data is going off on different platforms, but it's very close. And I think that's another insight from the graph I wouldn't have known if I had not built this in visual form. So the first twins are 3,000 and 3,600 in 2019. Then you've got another twin data point, A plus on Heritage versus A on Comic Link. Those went off right around 12 grand. Then you have another twin data point coming down off the peak, 18 on an A at Heritage and 16.8 on, on Heritage. And then you've got today's twin data points of 10.8 following up eBay's 10, which you could actually consider a fall because the A plus came after the A. So it's very interesting. This tells me that the market is getting savvy and the bidder and buyer and the quote unquote market is actually checking sold data on multiple platforms. I think people are starting to, use comp, uh, starting to use comps on multiple platforms. And I'll give you a little bit of a cheat sheet. Instead of trying to poke around the platforms, just go to Google. Go to Google and type in, um, let's say you're looking at a 
uh, I don't know, a Super Mario um, round. Just type in Super Mario round WADA if you're looking at a WADA slab and type that into Google and then add something like a golden, a comic link, a comic connect after that. And Google will actually take you to the sold page because you're not going to be able to find it. Um, that's how I found the comic connect data, the comic link data and the golden data. Because I just had to dig into my brain and think to myself, did a 9-4 go off somewhere? Well, just go to Google and type it in and you'll be surprised. You might pull up data that can actually help you bid, um, especially we're in a, in a volatile market and you don't know pricing. We don't know if we're going up or down or down further. It's really smart to know all the sold data out there for the specific position that you're going to go into. So... What else are the insights looking at this pictorial, this illustration? I would say that things happen in twins. I know things happen in bunches in other markets, but in these markets, I think things happen in twins. You're going to have something go off at Golden, and then it's going to follow up at Heritage. You're going to have something go off on eBay after it went off on Heritage, or something that went off on Heritage first, and then you're going to have solds on Heritage. I think we're going to have a lot of instances where the, the data bunches up together during let's say similar time periods that's my first insight the other insight is when something goes up to the peak in the middle of the bell and we have an all-time high it doesn't seem to be repeated and i can verify that super mario 64 at 1.56 million is not being repeated um two million dollars for black box mario is not being repeated um these six and figure seven figure sales maybe even sonic um we'll see on zelda zelda might have room to run but on a lot of big data you're seeing basically mount everest or mount hood um maybe that mountain what is it olympia up in washington a mountain that basically has a point at the top it doesn't have a rounded top like mount saint helens that blew its top back in the day um it's got a peak and it's just one data point. So this tells me that if you're buying games based on that data point, which I did many times, I actually looked at the all-time high and I did ratios. We talked about that on this podcast. Ratios. Oh, okay. The all-time high went off. It was a 9.6A++. I'm going to half that, half that, half that down to my 9.2A or whatever CIB. And I'm going to take a ratio and say that's my, that's my ceiling for where I want to get into this target at Heritage. That might not work anymore. And I would caution you to use Mount Everest or a peak as something to take ratios of because if there's no other comp, that might be an anomaly. But when you look at the graphs I'm going to start building or the stuff that's going to start coming out on maybe Minus Worlds and other platforms, Search and Collect, you're going to see graphs that peak out with one data point. And, um, the bad side of this is that if you look at these mountains, you can legitimately say now, and I said that on the last couple of podcasts, and yes, I'm a Debbie Downer now, is that we were in a bubble or could have been in a bubble based on just a few data points that set the curve at the all-time high. So we don't really have enough data points to make it look like a bubble, it's more like a freaking steep mountain. 
if you remove that one data point, it's more of a gradual bubble. I don't know if we need to come down to minus 70%, 80% off the all-time highs. But if you look at the shape of the curve, like this 94A curve, it's very basic. You see four data points, four data points before the peak and four data points after the peak. It's very uniform. It's the shape of a bubble if you take that top, that top, you know, anomaly, quote unquote, off. So word of caution, we could have been in a bubble. We could have seen the all-time highs we're going to see for the next, uh, let's say, two years if this started in 2019. As far as slabs by WADA, the VGA curves are going to look much different. They're going to be uh, very robust. I can't wait till VGA drops pop reports and overlay VGA data onto the WADA data. But I'm hoping that you can look at this and say, well, we got emotional. And going forward, now that we have all this data, we're going to get smart. So hopefully this helps you become a power collector. And like I said in the past, try something new. Try digging around multiple sites through Google and sold data. Register with all the sites. Subscribe to an eBay store so you can get the Terapeak verified sold data that goes back 365 days, which is the same thing as the 52-week high and low I'm talking about. Rank that by high because you're that you're going to look at the slabs. And I think that's most of the listeners here. And don't worry if you make a few mistakes like I did building this graph today. I made a lot of mistakes. I shared it with a few people. They helped me refine it. And hopefully you'll help me refine it more. Because someday all of us be can become video game graded market masters.